Hello and welcome to Darwin's Medicine, a podcast for the pharma, medtech and other sectors of the life sciences industry. In this series, Professor Brian D. Smith uses Darwinian evolution to explain how the complex adaptive system that is our industry is changing and how your business can adapt to those changes. Does diversity make for more effective teams? The woman asking me the question looked as if she wouldn't be happy unless I said yes. But I wasn't in the meeting to make her happy. So I was there to help her make her strategy teams more effective, which is what I do. Her firm had asked me to advise them based upon my research into human factors that influence strategy execution. So although I was tempted to nod in agreement and be polite, I took a deep, deep breath and I didn't agree with her. And if you can bear with me for a moment, I'll share the thinking that eventually she and her firm found useful. Now, Charles Darwin, my hero, was a big fan of diversity, but in his day, it didn't mean what it does today. He predicted that a plot of land growing an assortment of different varieties of grasses would be more productive than a single species plot, for example. His hunch was that diversity, that complementary species, would not compete with each other and would make different use of the minerals in the soil. And it's turned out to be an idea that has been proven empirically by lots of scientists since then. A particularly interesting experiment by the University of Toronto team found that productivity was directly proportional to the evolutionary distance between related species. So in other words, a field of distant cousin grasses would be more protected productive than a field of cloned grasses. This is, of course, is exactly in line with, with Darwin's thinking. So he imagined that a field of where some grasses had deep roots and others had shallow roots and where different varieties preferred different nutrients, they would make better use of the soil than a field of uh, a monoculture of clones. So when I told that story about the mixed grasses to the, my customer, she was delighted. She took it as proof that I agreed with her that team diversity was key. So again, nervously I smiled and I had to disappoint her. You see, from a team dynamic point of view, a mixed field is what different people make different use of the information they're fed. That is, two different people will hear the same piece of information and draw different value from it. So I might see sales figures and say, great, that represents our strategy being successful. You might say the sales, same sales figures and say, that tells us our strategy is flawed because the wrong customers are buying your product. Equally, you might see market growth as a predictor of future success. And I might see it as an indicator that new competitive entrants will come in in the medium term. And our different ways of saying things, once we've discussed and reconciled them, help our team to make sense of the world and to move forward. The point is that Darwin teaches us that it's not diversity per se that is valuable, but it's consequence. We need teams of people that think differently from each other, not just look differently from each other. By this point, my questioner was beginning to give me a, a look that means, you know, are we saying the same thing then? And it was time to break the bad news to it. You see, the moral of Darwin's story is that what works is a cognitively diverse team. People who because of personality or background or both, think differently from each other. Now, there may be some association between gender and ethnicity and thinking patterns, but if so, it's not a particularly strong one. 
By populating your team with a variety of genders and different skin tones, you don't necessarily get a cognitively diverse team. The only way you can get a cognitively diverse team is by deliberately testing and recruiting for it, regardless of any other trait. Now, of course, there may be other excellent reasons to have a gender and ethnically diverse team, social equity, for example, but it's a poor way of getting cognitive diversity. In my experience, cognitively diverse teams are more productive, but they need deliberate leadership effort to build them and manage them. So firstly, leaders have to actively select people on the basis of their cognitive traits, and they have to build those teams of mixed people. This isn't easy. Not many firms test for thinking style, and finding people with the right sort of brain wiring you need isn't always easy. In any case, selecting on the basis of cognitive processes often runs counter to traditional approaches. So if your primary selection character, for example, or education and uh, experience, then don't be surprised if what you get is a lot of people who think like, for example, former industry science graduates. Secondly, diversity is an unstable mixture. It can just as easily lead to personality conflict as it can to cognitive synergy. So the leader has to create a culture of respect and value for different ways of seeing the world. As Darwin would have told you, diversity is a good thing, but it's cognitive diversity that we need to make teams more productive, not just gender or ethnic diversity. Different thinkers exploit information more fully than a team of group thinkers. A group of people who all look at things the same, even if they're diverse in age, gender, skin colour, tend to look at the same information and come to the same con conclusion. Some people, like my questioner, confuse cognitive diversity with other laudable kinds of diversity. That is a kind of category error, and you should avoid it if you can. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Darwin's Medicine podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like this episode, subscribe and share it on Twitter or LinkedIn. We know your time is precious, so we've kept this podcast short. However, if you'd like to know more, there are hundreds of free resources on www.pragmedic.com. Or if you'd like to discuss the evolution of your own company or anything you've heard today, you can contact us through the email address in the show notes.